When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1465, Oh, the Judging, by J Money of BudgetsAreSexy.com. Hello, everybody, and thanks so much for joining us here in our Sunday bonus episode. My name is Greg Audino. I'm your host and narrator with you once again to introduce an extra episode that we bring to you each week. Today's is an article that was originally aired on our finance show, Optimal Finance Daily, As you'll go on to see, though, this one might be more about our interactions with people than it is about finance. So we knew you would like it and wanted to make sure that you heard it here on ORD. And with that being said, let's turn it over to Diana, our host on OFD, so she can read this article for you and optimize your life. Oh, The Judging by J Money of BudgetsAreSexy.com My wife. Honey, I got hit on today. Me. Uh, congrats? Wife. That never happens anymore. He was upset that I rented, but he was definitely hitting on me. At this point, I started paying attention more. Me. How do you go from hitting on me to renting? I cautiously asked. Her. Oh, I was at this expo hall during my break. This guy sees me from afar and smiles, so I smile back, and then he comes up to me saying, hello, hello, hello are you a homeowner, miss? And I'm like, uh, no, we rent. And then he says the funniest thing. You're killing me. You look good, but you're killing me. He still doesn't stop flirting with me. Me. This is the weirdest conversation I've ever had. I finally surmised that this guy was probably trying to sell her something home-related. Not that he still didn't think my wife was beautiful. I mean, come on, she's married to a personal finance blogger. But this was actually the 14th time since moving here that we've gotten flack for renting. Apparently, anyone in their 30s and or with kids isn't allowed to not own a home, and especially if they're good looking. The other day, we're having another conversation with some people in our neighborhood, and at one point, we got to talking about how long everyone has lived there for, and who lives where, and once the convo turned to us and we mentioned we're actually renting, One of them responds, oh, you're just a renter? And not in a complimentary way. I knew we moved to a pretty highbrow community, but the mohawk slash renting combo isn't seeming to win us any new friends lately. I don't even want to know what they think when they find out I write a diary for a living. The funny thing is I couldn't care less if others own, as I know for some people it makes sense and others, like us, it does not. I don't think it's a good investment per se, but it's perfectly fine to own or not to own, whatever makes you happiest. And perhaps one day we'll even go back to it. Nothing's ever permanent, right? All I know is that renting still has a pretty negative connotation out there, and we're bumping into it a lot lately. It's not always flushing your money down the toilet, though, or for vagabonds, which I actually take a lot less offense over. We're drifters. But the judging doesn't stop with everyone else. It's within us too. As much as we like to think we're perfect little humans, we're just as guilty at casting assumptions onto others as the next person. At least I am. 
I caught myself doing just that last weekend when I met up with someone interested in buying my fireplace off Craigslist. I felt like Mark analyzing his dumb tenants posts we hosted from the other week. My brain wouldn't stop. Interaction number one. Him. Can I stop by this afternoon to check it out? Me. Sure. Sets up time. Seven hours later. Him. Sorry, I got caught up. Can we meet another time? Me. Thinking. Typical Craigslister. Why are they so flaky? Interaction number two. Him. I'm here. I go outside and see a brand new Infinity SUV parked. Automatically think his priorities are wrong, even though I drive a Lexus myself. Interaction number three. Him. Sorry again for not making it yesterday. I had to drop off my phone at Verizon and you know how that goes. Me. What do you mean? How does it go? Him. They take hours fixing it so you'll eventually be tempted to buy something. And I did. I picked up a tablet. (laughs) Me. Thinking. What a dummy. How can you drop hundreds of dollars so randomly like that? Interaction number four. Him. This is a beautiful fireplace. I'll take it. Me. Awesome. I think they go for like three to four hundred dollars brand new, so you got a deal at 140. We bought it years ago, but then got another one and stopped using it. Him. If he was analyzing me, why would you need another fireplace when you already had one? You're the dummy, dummy. What he really says. Oh, nice. Yeah, I couldn't afford to buy one for three hundred dollars. What I think. You just bought a tablet for hundreds of dollars yesterday. Interaction number five. I carry it outside to help load it into his car. Sorry for the mess, he says. No problem at all, I respond, pushing it all aside to get the unit in. What I then think, messy car equals messy finances, just like my golfer friend says. Interaction number six. Him. Thanks for giving me a discount. I really appreciate it. Me. No problem. I'm glad it's going to be appreciated again. What I think. That was the smartest move he'd made all day, asking me what the lowest amount I'll take it for is. Best two seconds of negotiating you can do. I almost always lower it when simply asked. So I wasn't totally a horrible person there, but I definitely need to stop judging as much as the next guy. Nothing great ever comes from it, you know? Maybe if you're saying something that can help them or save them from being harmed, but outside of that, it rarely adds any value. A mission for us this weekend. If you'll allow me, I'd like to offer up another challenge for the weekend. Anytime you catch yourself judging someone, try to suppress it and count how often you do. I bet we'll surprise ourselves just how fast we cast around our opinions, whether out loud or internally, and hopefully more internally. I'm going to work at this as well. Have a great weekend, everyone. Just another way to become a better person today than we were yesterday. It all adds up. P.S. As I was finishing up this post, I overheard someone say, how many days do you have left to take out the Corvette? And like clockwork, my mind started going, but I caught myself. One for one, baby. Then I looked over and saw that it was an older gentleman in his 70s who's probably retired and enjoying the fruits of his labor. Boy, would my assumptions have been wrong. You just listened to the post titled, Oh, the Judging, 
by J Money of BudgetsAreSexy.com. The tricky thing about judging others is that you often need to make a lot of assumptions about their situation that you have no way of knowing are true. So you end up telling yourself a story about the other person that either makes you feel superior or inferior. And for whatever reason, it provides some kind of psychological benefit. One of my favorite authors on this topic is Byron Katie. She talks about how we can use our tendency of judging others to uncover the ways we judge and torture ourselves. Byron theorizes that other people are mirrors. They show us what we don't like about ourselves deep down. When someone rubs us the wrong way, they might just be an external example of how we aren't living up to our own values. Even in this post, Jay Money judges the other guy for driving an expensive car when he himself drives one. Could it be that he's projecting his judgment of himself onto this unsuspecting stranger? And who knows, maybe that guy inherited that infinity last week from a beloved family member who just passed away. If we knew that, would we judge him the same way? So maybe judgments are useful if we use them to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. But perhaps they're also a giant waste of time and energy built on assumptions that aren't even close to true. That'll do it for today. Thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your day. And I'll see you in tomorrow's show where your optimal life awaits.